Welcome back. It's Sunday, and have we got a story for you. This is Stories Unlimited with your host, Dave Casey, coming to you from the North Shore of Chicago, where every day is Christmas. And uh, from Asheville, North Carolina, it's Don Woodard, a mere 6,024 miles from the North Pole. I don't know if... Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently you can, well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, uh, I went to Google Maps and I thought, well, you know, let's, what are directions to the North Pole? And uh, it did North Pole, Alaska, which of course doesn't count, as everybody knows, that's, that's not where Santa Claus is. <laughs> uh, but there is a website, of course, because, you know, there's, there are certainly, there, there are people with, with not enough time in their hands to figure these things out. Uh, and you can, you can type in your address and it will oh, tell wow. you. Now, now again, I don't know if that's by the roads or by as the reindeer flies, but uh, sure. that, is, that is how far we are from, uh, from, from the North Pole. Well, I'm guessing it's how the reindeer fly. If, yeah. if, if Google Maps is really doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, as anybody can can clearly tell, we're we're doing this episode on the on Christmas, and and I, I just want to jump right in because it makes me wonder if if uh, you know we didn't have as a child, and, and and I know we'll start off by talking about our earliest memories, but but uh, did did you use NORAD uh, as a parent growing up? Yes, we did use NORAD as a parent for my kids, but we right. really, as you're saying, no such thing existed, um, you know, outside of military purposes when we were children. Yes, uh, no, we were we were watching the Russian airplanes. Uh, yes, uh, when, exactly. when we were children, I was looking, <laughs> yeah. out, for, I was looking out for mushroom clouds. Yeah, yeah. Santa yeah. wasn't nuked on his way. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, I was, yeah, I definitely. Definitely kept track, and our kids kept track of where exactly Santa was, how far sure. away he was from us. We would go to all kinds of. I used to, back after the kids fell asleep, of course, we would, you know, get out some of the gifts that weren't wrapped, the big ones that would, you know, stun right. them as they walked into the room. Uh, right. But we would, I would go to all kinds of lengths. I would take, uh, of course, like many parents, we had the the eggnog and the uh, Christmas cookies that we would bite into and and sure. drink some yes, of the make eggnog. it look like yes, the carrots for the reindeer. Yes. We we had carrots for the reindeer. I even had like half eaten carrots that I would sprinkle on our uh, driveway. So right. That, so that I would go out and show the kids, look, that so the reindeer left these. And uh, I would do all sorts of crazy things to make it look real. But one well, of the that's... reasons, one of the reasons I did that is one thing that my earliest Christmas memory was I lived. I, I we slept in bunk beds, my older brother and I, which was right. you know I think it was you know training for when we would both end up in prison. Fortunately, we we let me guess, it. you were you were on the bottom. Yeah, oh, I was on the bottom. My brother was on the top. He <laughs> he jumped out of bed one Christmas Eve in the middle, what seemed like the middle of the night, with probably 10 p.m. And he goes, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And he's shaking my shoulders, and I'm waking up out of a daze. And I go, hear what? And he goes, I heard the jingle of the reindeer. And I was like, what? And so we, he runs to the window, throws up the sash in every cliche possible. 
and he's looking out the window and he goes, I know I heard him. I know I heard him. And I, to this day, I never did say, did, was, did, was this all a ruse? Yeah. But it definitely got me excited. It Do you think he was in on that? Or, or I mean, that's what, that's what I have never asked him because I didn't want to break the veil of magic. Right. But that right. kept me believing in Santa probably a good year and a half or two more than I really should have when all my classmates right. were, were poo-pooing the idea of a big elf who could go all around the world. I was sure. like, oh, no, well, no, I, I'm pretty sure there is one because of yeah. that. Well, that first of all, let me, I just want to interrupt you. Uh, uh, Santa had elves. He was not an elf himself. I, I don't okay. know what your, what, what your uh, history was, but I, <laughs> I, I just want to make I just want to make sure, you know, you, I don't know what they told you, but he himself was not an elf. I, I, oh, okay. Now we, we may get comments uh, from, from, from uh, historians, uh, yeah. but I, I, it is not. So if so he wasn't funny, an he, elf, what was he? Uh, you know, it's some all powerful being, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, a Marvel, a Marvel character. I don't know. I, I, I uh, so, so, uh, well, it's interesting. You know, we, were, we obviously talked a little bit before we we started this uh, this episode, and and thinking about like uh, my first memories, and and uh, <laughs> this one doesn't really count. The the only Christmas memory I have in the first house we lived in up to like five years old was, I remember my father saying, "Hey, I I think there's one more present on the porch," and uh, my brother and I ran out and. Uh, there was a box and it, <laughs> and it was TV trays uh, oh, with, with with a with an image of a lobster on them. Uh, the, so you knew that they were you know they were they were, they were the higher class uh, uh, TV trays oh, and sure. and, uh, and so and so. But I, I do remember that. But uh, what I really remember is kind of like you that the sort of the jingle jangle thing. We lived in a house that had a second story kind of a cleared attic and there was nothing else really up there except you could you could go up there and there was the the vault you know the 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 roof vaulted gabled ceiling kind of thing and sure. and we woke up one morning and dad said hey I, you know I look come look what I found and we ran upstairs and then the window the, the window was open and and hanging over the sill was Santa's hat oh I mean, I, you know, I, to this day, I think like, well, that was a brilliant kind of like, you know, hey, this this was a clue, and and uh, and then the what well, you're you know you're talking about your brother and Christmas. I'm like, you know, you don't want to like. Amazingly enough, my brother was a really good, uh, uh, you know, uh, for a, uh, a boy who was ten, eleven years old, he he was a really good, sweet kid who did not spoil it for me, except. One Christmas, we're in the backyard, and uh, uh, it's like a day before, and I look up uh, on the roof, and I realize we don't have a chimney. Oh, my and so God. I, I say to Clayton, well, how is Santa going to get into the house? Oh. And he said, well, do you see that pipe coming through the roof? And, of course, it was like a, you know, a vent for, <laughs> yes. for, the, uh, for the oven. He said, "Santa takes a shrinking pill, oh, and he goes God. and he goes down this 
this pipe and I just I so clearly remember I kind of think the jig is up. Oh yeah. I, I, th- I think this may be this he, he may got, be the he, he must have just listened to Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit or something. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not sure they had quite formed yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it was pretty close. It was pretty close. But sorry. Right, so so then that begs the question: When you were growing up, but, but see, if Santa know, were an elf, that pipe wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, you know, I, I'm. I, I don't want to keep coming back to this. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to uh, uh, harsh your your high. Beat, but, a, uh, beat a dead reindeer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but but I know for a fact. So, uh, when you were growing up, there were dozens of Santas everywhere. Of course. Oh God, yes. But 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 there was one real Santa, right? I mean, that you went to go see. Where was that Santa for you? Well, I was always told that those those were Santa's helpers. They all, right, exactly yes. right. So yes. they all were, or did you? Did, no, they all surely were. You got to see the real Santa and tell what you wanted. They all were, except for the one Santa whose lap I would sit in right once a year, and he was in a Philadelphia department store. I believe it was named Gimbel's or Wanamaker's. I think it was uh-huh. Wanamaker's. That was the right. one my mom would take us downtown to yeah. to um, you know to to Philadelphia, and we would. It, they had the big display that was four times more ornate than any of Santa's helpers in our local. Sure. And so it was sure. totally believable that this was the number one, you know, right. the real deal. And I have to admit, I trembled in fear for a few years uh, and and, uh, was a little bit intimidated by the all-powerful Santa. I kind of figured, you know, I've had this discussion with with, uh, thousands of people, uh, (laughs) one or two friends. And uh, uh, because there is there, there was the yes, there were all the the Santa's helpers because because clearly, you know, you're six or seven or eight years old. You're walking around with your mother, you know, doing the shopping during the Christmas season and going, well, wait, that's isn't that. Hey, shouldn't I go over and, you know, no, no, that's Santa's helper. No, you you want to talk to the real Santa Claus. And for us, the real Santa Claus was there was a giant bakery in Fort Worth, Texas called Mrs. Baird's. Oh, and uh, and it was outdoors, and along the side of the building, they had built this elaborate, you know, just this sort of a line. It was kind of the precursor to the lines at Disneyland. Oh wow! And, and of course, they had like the reindeer and the backdrop and the music and the. And I do remember going to <laughs> the real Santa at, at Mrs. Baird's, you know, why he would come down to a, a bakery in Fort Worth, Texas. I, I, you know, I, I never, I never stopped and asked, but, but yeah. there he was. And, and, uh, I, well, that's how he got the, so big and jolly. But, yeah, all that, yeah. All that white bread that, uh, jelly donuts that, that Mrs. Baird's specialized in. I don't think, I don't think there was a, a rye, you know, a rye seed truck within a thousand miles of that bakery in, no. in, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, in nineteen you know sixty three or whatever. But, but I do. I mean, I and I swear to you, I think the first laugh I ever got unintentional uh-huh. uh, in in front of a crowd 
Yes. Was, was it became my turn. And of course they had like a, you know, they had a microphone they, that you oh. got up and you sat in Santa's lap. And, and, you know, I, I, I suppose it was because, you know, you think about that being a parent and dragging your kids to this and, and, you know, like, what are you going to do to kill time? Besides, you know, how many dads had a hip flask uh, uh, while they were going through the line, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. But, but, uh, I do know, like, like you, you know, you could hear what each kid wanted, and I want, like, you know, Barbie's dream house, or I want, a, you know, the battleship, or I want, you know, a tiger tank, or a, a GI Joe. And, and so when Santa asked me what I wanted, I said, uh, I want a a, a built-in backyard swimming pool. <laughs> and, and, and my and I and I could hear my father in line go. Oh my God! <laughs> so, I, I uh, what that, part of that is what my, part of Santa's, first... What part of Santa's sled do you not understand here? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, come on, didn't he have a magic wand or something? I mean, it wasn't yeah, come on. I guess not. I don't know. I I hadn't quite figured out. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Good point. But maybe Damn it was. You. Maybe he also had a magical bag of tricks along with his bag of toys. Who knows? Yeah. And, that, and, and, and the shrinking pill that my brother had. Yeah, you know my brother would have gotten along well. Because, you, you know, I would have, if you'd been my big brother, I would have said, I want a swimming pool. And you would have been like, what, what, where is that going to go in his sled? What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so, damn you. What practicality. <laughs> Come on, get out yeah. of here. Get yeah, out of here exactly. with that practicality. So, but, I mean, we, we, you know, my parents were both... You know, they were teachers. I've said this a hundred times and everything, but I, I, they were both, you know, we didn't have a ton of dough. And, and, but somehow, somehow we managed to have a pretty decent Christmas every year. You know, there were, there were, there were a lot of presents when you got up in the morning to, yes. you know, to, to, <laughs> to open up and, and, and a week later go, oh, well, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we always had a multitude of boxes and and unwrapped things that were like a bicycle, something to really get you jacked up. Um, right. And, you know, it was all very plentiful. There was that uh, drag when you got to a certain age and it became all clothes. And <laughs> Well, you know, there was always that aunt who, you know, yes. no matter what age you were at, that was, you know, the... Ah, well, here are the pajamas. I, uh, you know, <laughs> these socks from from my my aunt Bill, by the way, yeah. that was her name, Aunt, aunt Bill. I uh... <laughs> and and here I was, and here the fact is, I was blaming my aunt all these years for a lack of creativity, and it was probably my right. parents going, "Well, let's just do socks from Aunt Lib. That's what we do every other year." Yeah, okay. So you know, it was just, you know, it was probably my parents' lack of creativity that they pinned on. You know, I, I, you, you've just, uh, you've just destroyed another, another Christmas memory. I, I guess <laughs> you're right. I guess maybe she didn't drive, you know, uh, uh, 180 miles to, to drop off a present. Maybe it was my parents that bought that, that pair of pajamas every year. Oh. Thanks a lot. I really, wow. That, you know, hmm. <laughs> be, be, believe it or not, I, I never ruined, uh, Santa for anybody. And I credit my brother, my brother never once, I mean, he's five years older and he ruined many a thing for me, but he, he broke many a, 
you know, I can still remember one time I had a birthday party as a, probably about a four-year-old, and he and his friends came over and broke every toy within 15 minutes. But I will say that he never once, you know, did anything but encourage the fact that there was a Santa Claus around. Sure. Sure. And, Until that day when he said that there was a uh, a shrinking yeah. pill that you could go down the uh, and and when and, and when I'd come to my brother and say so and so said there's no Santa, my brother would pop a hole in that myth and say who what's he talking about? There's definitely a Santa. So I turned around and I have always been like Father Christmas. I try to spread the joy and never yeah. step on it. Never step on anybody's Santa fantasy. No, God, no, 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 no. That, that's, that's, it's what it's, 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 it's what it's all about. I, I, well, I, you know, that, that, and, 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 and what Christmas really is about, but yes, no, it's, uh, no, it's absolutely true. I, I, uh, yeah, that's good for him. We, our, our brothers must've gone to the same, uh, had the same class at big brother school that, uh, yes. that don't blow it for the kids. Exactly. And because, uh, you know, they probably my pri- my parents probably hit them with, you know, how it felt, you know, how crushing it was when sure. you found out Santa wasn't real. Why would you ever do that to a to a child? And for once you listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking now. Uh, so as the years go by, I mean, did you. You must have had, I'm going to jump way ahead for a minute. When you were in advertising, was that a good time of year? I mean, was that to, to aim at, at you know? Well, to, to be honest, Christmas uh, advertising, well, first of all, one of the reasons I got in the business was the Norelco triple header where Santa rode that down, sure. the, down the snow. Yeah. Area inclines because that yeah. to me was one of the signals that it was truly Christmas time. When I saw 100%. Santa come down on the Norelco triple header in black and white. hundred percent. You know, I wouldn't stay for another 12 years. Yes. I wanted one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I knew if it was endorsed by Santa, that mother must yeah. really work. And it never, Coca-Cola. Yeah. It, it, it never occurred to me, what was he shaving his underarms? Because he sure as hell wasn't shaving his face. Sure. But he was a great, and for some reason, he was the perfect spokesperson for a, a shaving, <laughs> an electric shaver. Yeah, let's find the hairiest dude around. And, yeah. But yeah. I guess well, I, you know, he really I trimmed miss- that line on his cheek. <laughs> yeah, I started to say, of all the people who are advertising... A Norelco shaver. Would Santa Claus be your choice? I mean, <laughs> Somehow it worked. It's never occurred to me, but like, you know, he's he's the last man to use a shaver. Yes, right? <laughs> That's why I'm saying he must have had some, he must have had some pretty legs and underarms because I don't know where else he was using them. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's for Mrs. Claus. Uh, I, 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 I ask because from the same era as kids, you know, even then, I, somehow the commercialization of Christmas was on my radar, and and not in a cynical way. I, you know, I I wasn't cynical till I was you know fourteen or fifteen, but <laughs> but uh, but I, there was a God. Surely you know this from advertising. So you know who Stan Freeberg is? Oh God, yeah, the, the great right. Stan Freeberg. 
So, so advertising guy who did uh, uh, some amazing campaigns. I mean, the, the what is the uh, sun sweet prunes uh, uh, today? To, uh, today the pits, tomorrow the wrinkles. Uh, uh, I mean, open I, you know, wide just, for chunky. It, it, just incredible things, and he did. He he also had some uh, some some some. What would I say? Like music, some some radio. Uh, 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 bits that he would do, and and we had a forty-five record. I was thinking of it tonight because it was like, I don't know why we had it, uh, yeah. uh, but it was called Green Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was about. I listened to it just before we came on the air, and and uh, again, you can go on YouTube, Stan Freeberg, Green Christmas, and you should. It's it's miles ahead of its time. I mean, it it it, it, it it's. But it, but it is about a uh, uh, Mr. Scrooge is the head of some you know multinational corporation, and, <laughs> and, and Bob Cratchit Bob Cratchit is this guy who's like you know going like you know but, but what about the spirit of the the season and why shouldn't and and, and instead it's all these uh, uh, it's things like uh, Christmas comes but once a year but you better make hay while the snows the snow falls baby. Uh, I mean, it is, it's, it is, uh, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and please buy our beer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all these great, and I just remember, I mean, as a seven or eight year old listening to that and going, oh yeah, this yeah. is, you know, I'm the, again, your first brush with comedy and kind of going, oh, this is sort of outsider stuff that, that's beyond what everything else was, which was this very sincere, yes. you know, just snow falling, Santa Claus and the manger and the, you know, that whole like kind of uh, a very holy sort of thing. And then, and then there was this sort of attitude of like, oh yeah, and by the way, like, you know, we're yeah. you know, I'm going to buy a cigar, three for a dollar, you know. I'm going to knock down that Christmas tree and put up a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I just, I just, even then, I kind of remember just sort of hearing this, this. Uh, oh, there is an alternative perspective yeah. on on what this season is about that you yeah. can go. Well, and now you know, it carries over now because, like, you walk into you know Home Depot in October, and the you know the you know the inflatable Santas are you know there to meet you as you walk in the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's it's like Christmas collides with Halloween anymore, and you don't it's right. hard to tell the two apart. Which was sure. the brilliance of uh, what was that? Uh, the uh, what was that one that uh, the night? Not the night before Christmas. It was the the animated spoof on that where the Nightmare Before Christmas. Robbins, yeah, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, the Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. Yeah. Well, oh, you can see why why he that was he did brilliant. that. I mean, it's just oh. like you're coming at it from a different. Uh, that was perfect. My kids were the perfect age when that first came out. And, oh, uh, man. Oh, they really got into that, especially my son, because he was a little older and a little more uh, savvy than my daughter was at that age. But, you know, it was just it was a brilliant, brilliant piece. But the in terms of advertising and Christmas, it's I, I really it's always kind of strange because you're doing advertising ahead of the curve. So you're, Way ahead, like six months, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're doing Christmas ads when it's hot out, and right. and and then 
when Christmas is really there, when it's, you know, like uh, December 1st, at least when you worked on beer like I did for a, a good portion of my career. Right. A very important you, element of Christmas, by the way. Oh, I, yeah. I, you know, who, who doesn't think about Christmas and beer? But anyway, Exactly. But but you're not <laughs> advertising beer at Christmas. You're advertising, you're coming up with Super Bowl ideas. And yeah. it is, wow. it's the highest pressure there is because you got to, you know, to stay relevant in the beer group, you've got to sell a Super Bowl ad. And if you don't, you're just on the outside looking in for the next two months. So, right. yeah. And it was, it was a, it was a lot of fun because the challenge was there. But b, it was like a lot of stress. And as I've covered on the podcast before, you could you could have a spot almost all everybody's all excited about it. It's going to run on the Super Bowl, and then like a week before they determine, nah, nah not funny enough, and. You're out of the, you know, you're out of the running, but uh, and I find that interesting because you know when you say that because I mean, but isn't there also working in your favor? Aren't aren't those guys from you know Bud Light or wherever going? Well, we have to have an ad. We can't. Well, no, we can't because, not have an ad for for the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is how they cover themselves. They they produce about twenty ads to run six. Oh, and and, and how many houses? At how many agencies? Yeah, yeah. There's probably like uh, there's probably about three agencies competing. And oh uh, wow, I never thought about that. Right. So so it's not just like they're not just like like solely for you know. And and, and 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 it wasn't. You know, it would be like uh, the, there was a St. Louis agency that had Budweiser, and then we sure. Chicago agency had Bud Light. So right. you know, they'd be like trying to get their ads on the TV. But then at yeah. some point, at some point, the St. Louis agency lost their business to us. So we had Bud and Bud Light. So oh, you, wow. you weren't competing with another agency. But as a creative team, I was competing with a lot of other creative teams in sure. in shop. And it was a good friendly competition. I mean, it wasn't nobody was acting like a you know complete jackass. But no, but was, but you but you also had like you had like uh, the hills a holes at Budweiser. They you yeah they can always put the Clydesdales on you know kicking yeah. a football. Yeah, they would always have a Clydesdales. Then then the low point was the Bud versus Bud Light football game, which oh my god, that was a dreaded piece of crap every year. Um, yeah, yeah. Remember that sure. like the bottles were playing football against each other. Yeah, that turned that turned into the kitten bowl, I think, which is much better. Oh, uh, yeah, they they had <laughs> one good ad the first year, and then they just tried to beat that dead horse over and over and over and over again. Right. Well, that's really? that's that's the advertising uh, that's the advertising game. I, I yeah. Say, oh, well, and the same with me. Same with me in in, in, in half hour and in, in movies. I you know it's like oh well this worked let's try it again let's just yeah. let's put a different dress on it. But they did what they did do, which was always smart. Uh, the Christmas they had that one Christmas Clydesdale ad they ran for twenty years, but it sure. was just so nostalgic. It was so well done that it, it still got to you, even in year twenty. Yeah, you still felt yeah. that emotional tug of you know the snowy village and the horses coming through, and it just felt very nostalgic, and it made you feel good, just like the old uh, Coca Cola ads for you know, with the Santa Claus bottles always made you feel good about Coca-Cola at Christmas. Right. <clears throat> right. When all else fails, let's just, let's go have a beer. And, and, yeah. 
And in fact, my family to this day, we still get the little tiny uh, Santa Claus Coca-Cola bottles as part of our Christmas tradition. Sure, sure. I actually saw it today. I was in the, in the store and uh, they had a whole wall of Coca-Cola. And one of them, I guess, was turned the boxes of you know, the cans and one was turned out with Santa. And I was just like, wow, that's that's a brilliant display. That's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's that. And apparently, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, again, maybe some of the comments will, will uh, uh, or you and I can go look on this. Uh, have you heard of this thing called Wikipedia, by the way? I don't know. Uh, oh, Wikipedia, that, that, yeah. <laughs> that. So, I, you know, but but apparently the, the that uh, Santa as an icon looking like what we say he looks like yeah, has a lot to do with Coca-Cola. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think I've read that before. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's so, so yeah, did post, you guys post like, uh, you know, post civil war? Um, yes. He, he started to formulate and Coca Cola really around the turn of the century. And that's right. two centuries ago. Uh, right. Yeah. Really exploded that whole myth of this is how Santa looks. Right. It Once they got rid of the, uh, the I don't the mean Confederate. explode, they created. Right. Once they got rid of the Confederate cap on the yeah. southern side, it kind of became so uh, skinny beard and you know and the, yeah. and, and the patched yeah. pajama underwear. Yeah. Right. So did you uh, did did your family go crazy on Christmas decorations as a kid? Oh oh, uh, as in today's where everybody tries to one up themselves. Right. I don't know how about just like for you. When you were growing up, was, did that whole thing exist, or or, or did people sort of do their own thing? No, you did your you did your own thing. That the thing that stood out to me was it was more within the house. My mother, my mother, you know, there were uh, God knows what they were made of, probably asbestos. But you know, we had what they called I put this in quotes icicles on the oh. tree, <laughs> right? Okay, there was there was like silver strands. They were maybe like nine inches long. And, and I think 99.9% of all families in America took those things if they used them and they just, you know, give them to the kids and go, here, let's toss them, you know, on the tree. And yeah. my, my mother basically hung each strand individual, individually. Our and family I, did that. Our family did that. It was beautiful. But, individually. But I mean, you know. Oh, you know, which brings me, I I don't want to jump ahead, but uh, when did your Christmas decorations come down in your family? I just want to check if if we were normal or not. Uh, Our Christmas, we bought our Christmas tree, like one of the middle, whatever Sunday was closest to the middle. We would buy it on the way home from church on a Sunday Uh that was in Uh mid-December, mid-December. Right. And then we would take the tree down on uh like uh New Year's Day or January second. And right before we went back to school. That's uh that's 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 insane. And then you know, and I look at all that and I think how short it was. Because now we put up our tree like a couple days after Thanksgiving and we yeah. don't take it we don't take it down till mid January. And uh, mid January, even that, let's not lose our humanity. My mother, uh, my mother uh, is <laughs> the, the joke was kind of all right. Well, it's it's Lincoln's birthday, maybe we should start talking. 
We should start talking about taking the tree down. I mean, I swear to God, there, I think there were times where... A real tree? A live Well, tree? yeah, yes, yes. And then once we got into the fake tree uh, uh, department... Oh, man. You know, then, then I think it was basically sort of... The, you were sort of weighing, well, like, by the time she puts it up, maybe we should just leave it out. I mean, you know, there... It wow. Is, uh, well, you know, Christmas in July. Come on, you've heard of that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but with a real tree, we we thought we were like extending it because we we buy like this quality tree from a place that we know they last, and right. I, I I that thing never goes dry. I water it like when we first buy it, and it's sucking up water. I wow, yeah. Up, I wake sure. up in the middle of the night and water it, and I water it like every four hours, and I just think do you still you still do the real tree. Yeah, this year we didn't because we're not going to be home. Um, right. So, did you replace it with a fake tree? Well, we had a fake tree that we used to put in my son's bedroom, just you know, just a, an extra little decoration, and, and he would, yeah, because it's it's just your son. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, and and it's you know, and it's <laughs> you know, just something for him to claw like a cat tree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, you know, well, I, you know, I, I you know, but, this is. But uh, even, that we, even that we decorate with all, we've got decorations that go back to the 1940s that, you know, when, yeah. my, when my parents first got married in the late 40s, yeah. we've yeah. got decorations from, you know, every decade uh, through that. And, uh, and we're That's very, cool. we're very ornament proud in the Casey house of having really nice and antique ornaments, both. And, right. uh, and you don't go for like a theme. It's not like an all white tree. No, or... no, no. My, my wife goes with the theme in terms of the uh, wrapping. We do all white wrapping with what? With different color ribbons. But, you know, wait, 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 wait. You mean you mean like all the presents under the tree are one kind of wrapping paper? That's been uh, for like the last three years. It's all white. You poor bastard. And it makes a, it actually makes for a very handsome no, I'm sure presentation. It's beautiful. I'm sure it's beautiful, but but I just like so if I came in with like a hey I just found this you know this paper with uh, you know the it's Santa with a wreath and you know I, yeah I, you know, I mean no I'm sorry no she's gonna rewrap it your wife by the way only met her once online <laughs> sounds amazing but really I mean that, that yeah that's above and beyond oh. I once I once dated a girl and I went at, you know it was around Christmas at one point when I was dating her and I see their Christmas tree they had everything wrapped in gra- like uh, shopping bags that were cut and, every, <laughs> and and this was a well to do you know they weren't sure. they weren't dirt farmers and no <laughs> but all, they put no thought into it they just wrapped everything in brown paper bags and sure. and I thought that was like stunning because my mom always, you know, tried to get, you know, the nice, you know, real nice. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and, and classy looking um, stuff. Yeah. But my wife is really good at design and stuff. And she happened upon this idea and it, it looks stunning under a tree. Oh, I'm um, sure. No, you know, no, let me back up. Yes, I'm sure it actually looks amazing. And by the way, congratulations from going from from the Nader to the Zener. You, yeah, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that was one of those moments in a relationship where you go, "Someday I'll marry somebody, and they will, be, yeah. they will not wrap things in a brown paper bag." Right. <laughs> <laughs>
that that could have been the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's you know, I, well that that's a whole other podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah. So I well, that's interesting. I you know, t- I, we we did, you know, like like first of all, we didn't do. Uh, you had certain rules, like like uh, and now. As, as convenient and probably safe as the LED uh, lights are now, yes. I miss I miss those sort of one inch, one and a half inch size bulbs. Uh, uh, you know, there were people who used smaller bulbs on their trees, and right. you know, those were pretenders to the throne. You know, they, <laughs> you, 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 you know, I mean, it was really the, the real Christmas lights were that sort of you know the inch oh, and a half size. They were and the if size, one, one, they were the size of Easter eggs. Yeah, exactly. And if one went out, you know, you had to, you had to like life. go find. Yeah, exactly, and re- redo the whole string, and then and then, you know, running them along the rooftop. I mean, I mean, just just I, you know, the and then the the neighbor across the street who like put the upside down Santa out of the chimney oh, with the leg. Yes, yes, yep, yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, but the difference was in those days. That's like they would do two things. They wouldn't do a hundred things on the front yard. Right, right. Yes, they everybody would, had their, everybody their had thing. their signature thing that they did, sure. and right. it wasn't over the top. It was just a right. little touch that when when the whole neighborhood did their own thing, it somehow had a nice warm look to it. It sure. didn't look like Freddie Kilowatt just injected <laughs> some horse and and then did a speedball on top of it. Right. Did you uh, did you get in the car and go look at uh, at Christmas lights? Well, we did, but only really one house was that people made a pilgrimage to the <laughs> to the Mary Marrows because they were the first house and only house anywhere in Camden County, New Jersey, that went way over the top. Right. I mean, over the top and here was the what, what were their names what were their they, names the marrow uh, he was dr marrow and oh, i was, was gonna say yeah what what was it he was the local name? holiday overachiever that had the billion kilowatt <laughs> display he had eight reindeer pulling santa sleigh across the roof sure. he had I, I, he had like a, a, a the town planning of nazareth uh, you know, just like the the streets of Nazareth, you know, on either side of his driveway. Wow. Yeah, life, sure. size, life size nutcrackers and toy soldiers amassed on his lawn, angelic figurines, happy plastic carolers. He had a North Pole musical merry go round that played, I can't remember what song over and over and over again with a garish sign across the roof on the other roof, not the one that had Santa and his eight reindeer, but the one that faced, because they lived on a corner, the one that faced the right. other street in big, bright lights. It said the Merry Marrows. <laughs> and here was the beauty of it. This moniker lit up the neighborhood with irony because I didn't know the parents from Adam or Eve, but the handful of Marrow kids I did know were a joyless pack of jackals. They were just complete. And they were the most sour patch kids you'd ever... I don't think I ever saw one with a smile. And 
and I know two of them. Half the time I saw them, they were picking on a kid half their size. Right, right. They were so miserable. All right, all right. Just, so, so, so let me let me dive into your uh, that day that you showed up for your uh, psychology one on one class at Carolina. <laughs> what, what, what? Why would you say they were that way <laughs> when their parents were so big? And I mean, was it just like? Here's Were they my, overshadowed? My 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 dime store, um, you know what do they call, prognosis or you know whatever. A yeah, doctor, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, I firmly believe they were so sick of spending the entire month of November working on this. They probably had to put this display up. Then it took them a month to take the display down. <laughs> And I don't think they ever recovered from that trauma. <laughs> that was that was my. That, I figured that's what made them so miserable. Like, because I knew sure. that, I knew all I had to do for my dad was hold a ladder. Right. We put right. up a string of lights, and if my sure. dad knew the thoughts that were going through my head when I was holding right. that ladder, he would have yeah. hired. He would have hired somebody to do it. Because sure. I had like one hand on the ladder thinking, why can't I be out playing football with the rest right. of the kids? Yeah. And oh, and here's, what, a, here's a leaf on the bush. I could just reach out and grab that. Oh, my God. I'm sure you're so right about those kids. I mean, you know, uh, so if you do the math, all right, so like November, and then uh, that's the pregame, and then uh, December, that's the game, and then postgame is January. There's – that's a quarter of the year where those kids had to go and like, you know, and like, no, you cannot go and, and play, uh, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> bill, don't shut, in the basement of your next door neighbor. And like, don't shut the door too hard. The sign will come tumbling <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> and can you imagine these kids with the amount of lights and the stupid music playing on the North Pole merry-go-round, they didn't yeah. sleep for two months. I mean, no, they, of course. There was well, no I was thinking up. about their neighbors. I mean, what were their what were the neighbors like? I mean, just like oh. hearing that. Was, but like, I will say this: there was a nonstop because it was so novel at the time. Before sure. everybody did this, yeah, had whole blocks that took pride in you know creating yeah. kind of orgasmic uh, Christmas yeah. tidings. Yeah, look, they look had the block for about a solid month. The entire month of December, that there was a line of cars around that block, just yeah, going sure. around and around. Well, and you around. said it yourself. That's what you got. I but, asked you like what what you did, and that's that's where you, it wasn't a neighborhood. It was that house. And and our one of our Christmas traditions was even if we'd seen it and driven past it six times without stopping yeah. and paying much attention because it was in the neighborhood. Right. On yeah. the way home from midnight mass. On Christmas Eve, we sure. would always drive by the Marrow House, stop, because there was no line at that. That was like the one time there was not a line. And we would stop and just all giggle and laugh and go, what maroons? And, <laughs> and, and, and laugh about how tacky the damn thing was. Well, I have homework uh, for you. Uh which is you, you must find out what happened to those children. <laughs> I can tell you, Rahway Prison, the boys are <laughs> in Rahway Prison. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. the, 
the, but those cells, know. the cells are are beautiful during Christmas. Oh I my God, right? they're, so, the, they're the merriest <laughs> inmates you could ever imagine. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, what is that like? That's really, and also, like, I mean, what kind of doctor was he? I I don't know. I think he was Mengele's uh, assistant. <laughs> well, you know, and by the way, back in the day when you were a kid, if somebody was a doctor, they were just a doctor. There was no, you yeah, know. Nobody, I, who knows? We didn't go to him. I can't tell you whether he was pulling teeth or pulling, you know, <laughs> cancer or doing bone yeah. surgery. Yeah. Sure. I don't even know sure. if he was a real doctor. But uh, yeah. the, and here's the thing, about 10 years ago, maybe, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, a buddy of mine sent me a clipping from the Courier Post newspaper, which is the newspaper that covers South Jersey, and right. had a big article about how they were auctioning off the Mary Marrow's decorations. So I guess, they were, I guess they were moving out of the house. The last and the kids were like... The last Marrow was leaving the house, and the traumatized right. children couldn't wait to sell off the booty. Well, let that be but a lesson to you, mirror. Let that be but a lesson that's to how, anybody. That's how, that's how famous that uh, whole operation Wow. Was. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I wonder what the value is on that. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. I, I uh, You know, it's it's really more of a statement about, uh, in, in, in general, Christmas or not, uh, you know, you, you're, you're the greatest gift you can give to your children is to get rid of your crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is whether it's Christmas or it's that you know it's that that lovely armoire that your great grandmother gave you. Right? Oh, I know. Nobody, nobody wants that stuff. Nobody wants that stuff. Sorry. All right. So what we haven't touched on yet, and and I know we did, uh, we've done movies part one and part two for. Or, uh, uh, but I, I'm just thinking, I won't even go into movies yet, although I have a few in mind. But oh, so, endless. Christmas were movies, there, were, there TV, were there TV shows as oh, a kid? God. The Bing Crosby, you know, the, the whole Crosby family would come out and sing, you know, not just sure. Bing, but that, right. was the one, that was one for sure. Right. Um, so, yeah, the Bing Crosby Christmas special. Red Skelton always had a good one because I love the Red Skelton show. And he always had a sort of a touching sort of Christmas skit every year. Yeah. There was like a Dean Martin thing I just saw on YouTube that popped up on well, was oh. something else. Dean that Martin is- Christmas special. But I'm a little concerned about you because I I, uh, uh, I ask you this and you, you go to what your parents watched, but you didn't say Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, and that- you didn't say Charlie Brown Christmas. Were you well, like? That's what, true. I did. Did your parents I, like? What What were they making? They were making you watch, uh, 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 you know, Johnny Mathis uh, Christmas instead. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. I didn't go right to those other ones. You know what? There was the first one I remember. And of course, it was in black and white because everything was back in you know when I was in second grade. Yeah, they you're had, a year older, so I don't remember that. But go on. They had a night before Christmas that they would run every year before the Charlie Browns and before the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer came out. And really? It, and it was this, and that was a big deal to me because they had this big ornate thing when the visions of sugar plums were dancing in their head. Yeah. 
Sure. And and I still remember when I hear that phrase to this day, I think of that big black and white production they did. But it was, it was a pretty cool. It was a pretty cool uh, little, you know, half hour Christmas show that I would like stumble upon every year and watch. Right. But right. I, I remember the one that blew my mind. Two of them that really stand out more than the other ones are the Grinch that stole Christmas. Sure. Because I, I think it came on right after one of the Norelco uh, ads. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, there's a, this is, this is amazing. The, yeah. This Grinch, you know, and that was kind of like your Stan Freeberg moment where it was like anti-Christmas in a way. Right. It was like, right. this, it sure. was like, it was like Scrooge, but in an animated, more relatable form to a kid. On steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it, loved it. And the whole, the voice of the guy and the way it ran. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, uh, uh, that was uh, Boris Karloff. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably, yeah. It yeah. probably was. Because, yeah, he had that kind of sound to him. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I love Boris Karloff. And, and then, the other one? And then there was Mr. Magoo's, uh, the Scrooge oh, story, where Mr. Dude. Magoo played Scrooge. Dude. And I'll tell you why that stands out. First of all, I loved Mr. Magoo. Right. Second of all, the first time I saw it, I was very young and my brother was supposed to be babysitting me. But as usual, he left me to go out and have fun and made me sign a piece of paper that I'd you know, have to owe him money if I told mom and dad what he did. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm left alone and I start watching this Scrooge thing with yeah. Mr. Magoo, which was all yeah. fun games until you got to the third ghost and they go to this scary cemetery. Right. And I remember starting to hear sounds upstairs and getting all wigged out and getting all scared yeah. and going, oh my yeah. God, I thought this was, you know, Mr. Magoo, here I am shitting my pants. And, yeah. uh, but it was a really good, really good uh, rendition. I gotta say, uh, uh, huh, if, if you, uh, if, 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 if a doctor came to my wife and said, um, there's a cure for what he's going through, but the cure is he has to cry uncontrollably. <laughs> then I would say that the two things, and they're both the same story. Yep. And one is the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. Yeah, because uh, when it gets to and it, I'm gonna, it may happen now. I can't, you know, I can't guarantee it. But when he's when the ghost of Christmas past goes to his school as a young boy, and he's yeah. left alone. Yes, and and he's he sings this song called "I'm All Alone in the World." And I, again, I entreat any of our listeners to go and look for that on YouTube. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the saddest moments. I, I don't know why. I you know I'm not an only child. My brother was older, but he was away at school and that kind of thing. And I it it really just not you could knock me over with with, with a feather. I when we when we hang up tonight, I may go back and watch uh-huh. it after. After we have dinner with my, my, my son and wife, I, I didn't maybe just go in and sob alone in the guest bedroom. Look but, uh, and and then the other one is um and I guess we can we can merge into to Christmas movies too. Um I you know, there are great Christmas movies. They're all the you know, a wonderful life and the Christmas yeah. story, 
all that. And I'm like, I can talk about Christmas story because I have certain feelings. About, uh, uh, I, I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Mixed emotions about that. But, um, but there is a great version of Christmas Carol called uh, Scrooge. Not Scrooged with a D. It's Scrooge. Yeah. And it's, it's Albert Finney. Oh, it's a musical. It's a musical. And, and, oh, and it's, it is, uh, uh, and it's the same, it's the same moment in that oh, there are, when he is left alone and just, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, it is. Uh, so this uh, whole abandonment thing really gets to. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, but also, I mean, yes, yes. And I, and I suppose, uh, the, 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 the saving grace of all that is that, oh, wait, I do have a family and it's okay. And my, you know, I, it's not quite as bad as it seems, but I can, re, I can, I can definitely go down a deep well with, with those two, uh, those two. And then of course, uh, uh Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, uh, that, yeah. that, Which that is, yeah. I mean, when that aired, I mean, the next day at school, Every yeah. kid, every kid was full of the Christmas spirit in a way yeah. that was. Yeah. Every kid just thought that was the most wonderful thing that ever had happened. And what a weird thing, because if you think about it on network television, I mean, you know, Linus is quoting the Bible. Oh, I, I mean, don't remember that? I, you know, if you if you go back and look on that, I mean, I mean, on network television, and I just can't imagine like what the executives were going like. Well, well, wait a second, we can't. You know, yeah, you know, Christmas is one thing, but let's not bring yeah. Jesus into this. I mean, you know, I mean, it was really just kind of incredible. So if you go back and look at that, which again, I did, I, I must admit, I did some homework as I was, I haven't seen the movie Scrooge yet. I'm not ready to break down and sob and I haven't watched uh, 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 Mr. McHugh's Christmas Carol yet, but I will. My and my wife knows to leave me alone. Oh, she has no like, she has no game in this at all. Like, she, but you know, she's like, you know, she just rolls her eyes and goes, "All right, go have your moment," and, you know. But I, I, uh, but it is so. So again, again, if you're listening, if you're looking for something new or something old, I, I Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol is oh, <laughs> highly recommended. The two and, of us are highly recommended, and, 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 yes, and Scrooge. Because it brings out abandonment issues in you, and it brings out fear of death in me. Because yeah, it's, it's oh, the, it's so funny. We went to different scenes. You went, you went to that scene, and there's the grave, and the you know the the, the ghost of Christmas future has got like you can't see his face, and he's got the hoodie on, and yeah, and even in the even like the Alastair Sims version of. Uh, 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 it's, yeah, it's spooky. Well, same. All right. So you're uh, again. It, I, it's I, the I graveyard so scenes. It's the graveyard scenes that wig me out because one of my, I can still remember when I was a little kid. I had a vision of walking through this dark place, and a big tombstone came zooming and stopped right in front of my face, and it had my name. Wow. On it. And yeah, and that is like my you know. It, it's just always. It must, it, 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 must, it must have come from that. I mean. All right. So so. To complete your trifecta uh, of really, you know, of of good feeling Christmas time graveyard scenes, you must go see Scrooge. It, it was a musical from like the early seventies. Elegant, uh, like, like I say, Albert Finney. It, it, it's great. It it is great. It's, it is, you know, not overrated. To to quote an old uh, uh, show yeah. that we did. We've done well, you know my feeling on musical. What I want to know: what's the body count? Ha! 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 
I can't think of a you know, good Christmas I, movie. I can't think of a Christmas movie with a good body count, except for there are Christmas scenes in uh, uh, what's that? Uh, you know, what's that Bruce Willis movie where the the tower? Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. That's a Christmas yeah. movie with a good. Yeah, body yeah, that's count. fine. Yeah, that's good enough for you. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, what am I even telling you this for? And then, I, and then good how, how dare I go towards something sentimental when you're when you're really looking for a dead Santa? And Goodfellas has a good body count, and that's got a little Christmas to it. So, is there Christmas in that? Oh yeah, yeah. like in the bar in, in the bar maybe. What, yeah, what in the that? bar when they're all celebrating Christmas and they've just knocked off the Lufthansa airport. And... <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. They have the lights up in the background, yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, you're poor kids. I, you know, I mean. You know, how they have to suffer through like, you know, hey, kids, let's watch a good Christmas movie. What is that? I, you know, fellas, uh, on, Halloween. Fellas. I mean, hey, now go home and get your shine box, Santa. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, well, you know, you know. That's what makes a good podcast. If we were both the same on the same track, uh, it would be a lot more boring. We can at but least we, go back we, and forth. We do have a love for Mr. Magoo, though. We do. That's true. Well, every once in a while, those lines cross over. That and, and, that, and that point is Mr. Magoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I, I will tell you that there is there, there's something to the, uh, the decorating, the I keep it simple because my dad kept it simple. And, right. And, you know, I don't know what you guys did, but we, my dad was focused on suburban America's two most holiest icons, the front door and the signature tree in the yard, which for us <laughs> happened to be a huge evergreen tree. Sure. But, but my Perfect. dad... Every year, he would hang a wreath blessed with no particular distinction other than the fact it was round. It just wasn't right. anything fancy. It was just, you know, the evergreen. Like and a bow or something, right? But like Yeah, with bow. a red bow. With like a okay. red velvety bow. Yeah. And I use the word velvet loosely. Yeah, I understood. And he trained this floodlight on that sucker like it was a treasured museum piece. On the front door? I mean, I think he had more floodlights on that than the uh, Arc de Triomphe. I mean, it was just like he was so proud of that reef. It had to be illuminated through the dead of night. And yeah. you, you were into Christmas. You could almost hear the hosts of angels and archangels serenading the star of Bethlehem when you stared sure. at those blinding rays. And I had right. expected to wake up to a flock of shepherds and three wise yeah. guys at our door yeah. because we are talking New Jersey. Right, dropping right. Off. Oh no, no, the case, the cases are very pious. Oh, have God. you seen their have you seen their front door? <laughs> the holiest <laughs> wreath in the community. Yeah. I mean, oh my God! Oh, Forget the marrows. I mean, yeah. if we hadn't lived on a cul-de-sac, I think we would have had that kind of traffic. But, sure. All right. All right. Now, what about the tree? Well, the tree. My God, he, it was, like I said, it was a humongous evergreen, very, right. very big. He would get this bag, of, he'd get this big soggy box of cardboard that, it, you know, that's in the garage now for 20 straight years at this point. Right. 
and it's full of just these strings of lights like we were talking about before that are each one the size of an Easter egg. And right. they're all different colors. There's no, it's, you know, just this yeah, yeah, yeah. display of vibrant colors and blues, yeah, sure. and greens and reds. Well, then he would climb a Moses, I mean, a ladder. He would climb this ladder that was older than Moses. Right. And he would wrap these strings one after the next. And I'd have to hold the ladder and think, my God, this, you know, how it was like that, you know, those, those funny films where it's like, how could so many strings fit in one box? It's like, right. how does he keep pulling stuff out of this thing? Like a magician, <laughs> but they just right. kept coming and coming. And I kept having <laughs> to hold this creaking death trap for my dad, as he would put them around with a beam of pride that you can't even imagine. Sure. Then, but I will give him this. When nightfall came, it was a sparkling masterpiece. And because we lived in this cul-de-sac, like I said, at the end of this long, straight, busy street, right? This, this tree, at least in my imagination, was like the Eiffel Tower at the right. end of the avenue, just lighting up. You know, did people did people come from miles around to look at your tree? I I imagine that it it brightened everyone's Christmas. I don't think that it had created an, an inordinate amount of traffic because we already had a lot on that street. And what do the uh, but I like the to think what what do the atheist next door think? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, I like to think that when people saw that tree, they smiled and and it made sure. their Christmas a little brighter. Of and course. I so does that, it go all the way to the top? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It so, was, but but here's the downside. Like you were saying earlier, when a string of lights would go out, it right. would go up. No, when one light would go out, the whole string right. would become black. Sure, yeah. And my dad had had his fill of decorating that thing by then. So when it went out, he was like, I'll fix it next Christmas. So so after about three weeks and like two of those strings of lights had all gone black, the thing right. looked like Chewbacca, you know, like stumbling out of the Star Wars canteen <laughs> on a three-day <laughs> bender. The thing lost all its magic. <laughs> and that, that's when we needed Dr. Marrow to take a look at it. Well, of course. I mean, you know, you go to the expert. So that reminded me, actually, of my... So this is something my mother would do every year, besides hanging the icicles one at a time. We would put the lights up, and then she would step back. And then she would change light bulbs because you didn't know exactly where the string was going to go and like what would be next to what. I mean, you, know, you could you could yeah. make sure that the red and the blue and the orange and the green and the red and the blue and the orange and the green. But once they were up around the tree, you know, they were uh, sometimes they would open up and she would go. Oh, no way. Two, two blues, blues to, next to each other. Two blues together. I, I'm going to trade this one out. I mean, oh. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I just rolled with it. I, you know, what can I tell yeah, you? That's it, well, it I, was a beautiful, it was a beautiful tree. She was devoted to Christmas. It was an awesome thing. And when it finally came down in August, uh, you know, we were sad to see it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 Tam, my wife cringes at this notion, but we it, it, we went through a few years where we would instead of putting solid lights on our indoor indoor Christmas tree, we right. would put, we would put those flashing lights. Uh huh. And that's I a, love a big gamble. 
I loved it because what I would do is I would sit back, and this is before I was even getting high. I would sit back and watch the lights and listen to Christmas music. And at some point, the pattern of lights would fall perfectly in with the music. And I would live for those moments. And my God, if I had ever done mushrooms, I would have never stopped staring at that tree for like three days. Well, I am fascinated. I was fascinated. In the in the in the limited time I knew you in college, when you were describing that, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I know where this is going. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I will say, and then you know, finally, I, I uh, the Rubicon has been crossed. I, I, I you know, if you had asked me 20 years ago, would we ever have a fake tree? Well, of course not. That's ridiculous. But we finally, I think what's what. What finally sealed the deal? What finally sealed the deal was we went to like you know the Asheville Farmers Market and uh, yeah. there's all kinds of tree merchants and we buy this and it's in the netting and I even went as far as getting a bucket next to the 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 door outside the driveway and I put the tree there so that would, you know wait while I figured out you know when I want to put it up and get the the stand ready and all that and it stayed there the entire Christmas. The entire Christmas. And I just, I turned to Karen and I said, I think next year maybe we should just like go ahead and, 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 and admit defeat and get, 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 get the fake tree. And you know what? It's beautiful. It really is. It's nice. We leave it on all night. It's, you know, it's the yeah. low power lights. It's, it's fine. It's, and you get like some, and, and again, I, I, Don Woodard, uh, twenty years ago, would be listening to this podcast and going, "You, you idiot, you jerk! How dare you!" Dirty, rotten scoundrel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I will say that this year is the first year we've had a, a fake tree, and uh, it, I don't worry about the entire house going up in a conflagration. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is a little, you know, calming in that respect. What do you and, have out in the and, front of the house? And do, then what, I you... wonder, and then I wonder to myself, people like, I mean, as late as the early 60s, we had some, actually the next door neighbors, the Harveys, they literally put lit candles on their live Come on. Christmas tree. That is, that's the Gilded Age. And they had cups, me? they had cups underneath each candle to, to collect the wax. Sure, because that, because safety first. And and my my dad, who was a, a safety engineer at Dupont, he, like he was yeah. a chemical engineer, but he was the safety safety supervisor for the right. entire plant. You don't sure. think that he would like literally bite his arm off when he would go over there to like do everything he could not to just tell him get those goddamn lights off that tree. You're gonna, That's ridiculous. That's unbelievable. You're gonna kill the whole family. Do you have lights in front of your house now? No, we don't. We, uh, I have, <laughs> I don't have, I, I used to back when we had like a white picket fence and, you know, it, uh, we had another house that had a white picket yeah. fence. I used, the lights. I used to, I used to do the, uh, garland and, you know, along the top yeah. of the fence and put the line of lights in it and all that. Now, yeah. our, now we live in a big, long, you know, we got like this long U driveway and yeah. I don't even bother with it. I and just, the kids aren't the kids aren't there anymore. It's not yeah. So, when the kids yeah. were there, I would light up a couple. We had some can uh, angels that I would uh, like these angel figurines that were uh, right. 
that, that were like all wire. They didn't have an, it was just wire. And so if you, if right. you, so I would, I would put the lights in the wire and it would form a globule that if you really used your imagination, you could say, oh, that's two angels in the front yard. And, <laughs> but I don't uh. know. Now I don't even do that. We have a stone Santa that's about a foot high that I put in the front and drum roll, please, a wreath on the front door. Of course. With, but it has no <laughs> light trained on it. I was going to say, do you, do, do you hit it with the spotlight? Nope, there's no light trained on it. I decided to just buck tradition. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. How about you? Yeah. How about you? No, we have a giant, like, you know, we went to Michael's or Hobby Lobby or someplace and bought, like, a five-foot-tall wreath, and we hang that over the balcony in the front of the house, and 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 I plug that in and and but that that's it. No, we you know we used to do like you know oh my god the lights along the front and we had a pine tree we put like you know lights inside that and mercifully that we cut that thing down <laughs> we cut that thing down eventually so it was like all I ever thought about was like oh wow fine we don't have to light that anymore uh, <laughs> no 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 I and and also we're yeah not, you're in the woods yeah exactly so you're not getting a lot of people driving through and going. Oh, let's go look at the Woodard's house. I, yes. You know, it's just, it's just not, not except for the uh, the Santa Claus uh, upside down on the chimney. Of course, we we, we have we have that. Of course. Oh God, yes. <laughs> but of yeah, course. no, no. So, well, uh, my dad had a my dad, or as I call him, since his nickname was Possum, the uh, artist. Well, wait, 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 stop, stop. No, your, no, your, no your I've dad's covered... nickname was your dad's nickname was Possum. We've covered this in the prior podcast. Yes. I wasn't available for that. One. I know. This was back when Taylor was co-hosting regularly. But, yeah, my dad's nickname was Possum because uh, it was a perfect – when your full name is Virginius Folks Casey, you got to have a nickname. Okay. And so when he was born, one of the uncles said, oh, he looks just like a little possum. And, wow. Uh, That's a compliment. But yeah, that's a backhanded compliment. Or not even a compliment. That's like a. That's like. Are you sure you don't want to leave him on a rock on a table? <laughs> like born, born with a whole row of teeth. I mean, what? What is that? All right, anyway, all right. So possum does what now? So now, uh, what he would do? The the artist formerly known as Poss would express his genius for celebrating uh, Christmas by making spirits bright with another fine tradition which was a bourbon-soaked eggnog that left everyone even merrier than the marrows. I sure. Mean, this creamy goodness with a kick just yeah. smoothed out everything, and I firmly believe that the purpose of that was to help my dad get over the fact that uh, with this big old evergreen lit up for a month, that his <laughs> electric bill went up 250 Yeah, and, uh, that's and true. You know, and, and by that, I mean $2.50. Right. He needed all the eggnog bourbon he could get to keep him from losing his shit over that. Sure, sure. I mean, but, that was, you know, like, like yeah, that that was the, that, back in the day when, uh, you know, there was nothing like a good Christmas party for, uh, you know, for, for folks our parents' age, uh, you know, but that kind of eggnog. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, you talk about decorating, you never know what little thing you do is going to make an impression because there is a house 
that on sort of a wooded little area in my neighborhood that does this thing where they have a big picture window. And in that window, they've got a life-size Santa Claus decorating the tree. You know, it's just like it's in pose as if it's decorating the tree. And right. then... And then in another window, they've got like Mrs. Santa peeking out. And it is a family tradition, our family tradition. Instead of going by the Marrows in New Jersey, my family would drive at Christmas Eve and take a look at this Santa. And that would always make us feel good. And fortunately, those people have never moved in 20 years, 23 years. They've always been there. So it's still something we do. We drive by just to look at this life-size Santa decorating the tree. And it, yeah. it makes us feel good. It's that tradition. It's that, you know, that con- continuity that makes Christmas so special. I was going to say, yeah, I think that's, you know, so much as you get older, what it's about is that you, you there's only so many kind of milestone moments you have. And, and, and you know, it's nice to have that that tradition of, of, of going and doing things like that. Like, you know, good on you. That's, that's, uh, just just yeah. makes us feel a little warmer. And in, yeah. fact, in fact, last year or two years ago, I think it was last year, Tam and I drove by there before Christmas Eve and just to do a scouting trip. Right. It wasn't there. And we freaked out. We freaked out going, oh, my God, they've moved. This is, you know, we couldn't believe it. The lights... But then we went by like two weeks later on Christmas Eve when my uh, kids were in town, and magically it was still there. It was like, <laughs> well, because you went by in October. I and, <laughs> but it, it was amazing how good it made us feel. It was crazy. Yeah. It was cr- yeah. It was like, yeah, it just it just no, restored no, your it. faith in mankind. I get it. I, if I could go back and, uh, you know, I, I have no idea if, I think Mrs. Baird's is still there as a bakery, but oh wow, do they still do the Santa thing? I, you know, I don't know. I it would be, it would be amazing. I, it, I, and I, it would be crushing if they did. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I felt like running. I felt like felt like running out of the car and going, "Merry Christmas, Mister Cratchit." I just, felt, <laughs> like, I just felt so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, so we have my my homework to you is to go see Scrooge uh, uh, before Christmas is is, uh, is done. You must this go see the Albert. Movie. This is the Albert Finney one, right? It's the Albert okay. Finney one. He's yeah, he is amazing in it. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So so uh, uh, go do that. You know. I guess and then everyone at home, please get check out Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Oh, you man. will not be disappointed. In fact, no, Scrooge never disappoints. He's like Paul Lind in the center square. At, uh, you know, <laughs> you well, know it, it is. Uh, yeah, yes, you're right. It's iconic, and it, there's a reason why there are so many variations on the theme. Uh, you know, if if you really, you know, first of all, if you told anybody under the age of 50, if you said Mr. Magoo, they'd go, what? Who? Wait. <laughs> you know, and, and anybody over Tim that Bacchus. age, anybody you grew up at that age, you go like, Mr. Magoo, what? I, you know, so, uh, uh, I, you know, back, back when a man who was, uh, you know, like me, uh, partially blind and can't drive <laughs> at night is now somehow, somehow really funny. Uh, it, but it is, it is. If, 
if nothing else comes out of this episode, if our 10,000 listeners, if they get nothing else out of this, besides uh, make sure you have a good light on your front door if you hang a wreath. Yeah. Uh, go, go see Mr. Magoo's uh, 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 Christmas Carol. It, it's, it's on YouTube, I'm sure. It's an hour long. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, but it is, it is well worth very it. very funny that we both mentioned that. And, and, and yeah, I, I, this, we haven't even begun to touch on all the different aspects of Christmas. I didn't even get to the point where I drank too much rubble yell and knocked over somebody's Christmas tree. But the, it, it's just, it's such a rich topic. I, I don't know. Maybe next well, week. Well, dare, dare I say. I, maybe I, next week. I'm going to go on a limb. Is, is, there, is there a Christmas uh, part two? I don't want to say it, definitively, it, it, but. It could happen because the tale of Rubble Yell and Christmas must be told at some point. All right, fine. If not, I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll, try, I'll try to work it in uh, uh, <laughs> next time if, if we don't do it this time. Because that was the nightmare after Christmas. But uh... <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening and putting up with us. And, and uh, uh, thanks to, to all who, uh, who have apparently uh, who are listening and then telling other people to listen as well. Yes. Thank you so much. We are growing exponentially and thrilled about it. And uh, to all a good night. That's all the time we have, but the internet lasts forever and our stories never end. Thanks for stopping by this stories unlimited podcast. That's stories UNLTD. We'd appreciate you following us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast, And why don't you email us at storiesunltd at gmail.com.